Audio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside an all-new episode of the Tall Can Audio Podcast, coming to you from a snowy bytown, Canada. First-time guest in here today, somebody who's never been in before, but uh, came with, with many gifts. We appreciate that. Angela Thompson's here from the Lake of Bays Brewing Company. How's it going? It is great. I'm glad we could make this happen today. The weather wasn't that bad, so yeah, yeah really happy to be here. Very excited. I, uh, I appreciate it. We'll, we'll let the good listener know that, um, that you reached out to me after just ha- random one-off Graham Creature, uh, a friend of the show there, it had me on on the radio. I guess you just happened to be listening at the time and and reached out and, and suggested we could do something like this. I'm, that was pretty cool. I'm a, you just never know who's listening, right? And it, it's landed some some beer here in the studio. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I listened to you. I've I've listened to a few of your podcasts, but okay. it just kind of like jumped in. I'm like, oh, you know what? And then when you message back saying, oh, anyone who makes Storm Chaser, yes. I was like, yeah, no. So I brought a few for you. Uh, it's a seasonal that just ended. But yeah, so so happy we can make this happen. So we'll talk a little about the beer. We'll talk a little about the brewery. We'll talk a little about your background. But uh, we always start in the same place, and that is with cracking a beer. So what are we starting with today? What can you tell us about this one? Uh, it's called Rapid Runner. It's our seasonal that just uh, went live last week. Uh, It's a cold IPA. So it's juicy, full, easy drinking, has peach and mango, uh, very high IBUs, uh, very high alcohol content. (laughs) So it's a a good one. So it'll be a three-month seasonal uh, for us. Okay. Let's crack her open. Nice. Cheers. Yeah, that's a bad form by me. (laughs) But um, that's nice. It's, uh, as you said, very... It's got like a tropical almost kind of fruit. I, I Yeah, kind yeah. of like a fruit with the peach and mango. And yeah. I think as we go into spring, that's what they're kind of thinking of. Right. Uh, and the hops, um, it's a galaxy hop, uh, which kind of makes that that bitterness. So Yeah, still uh, kind of crisp at the yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. So very different from the second one we're going to try. Okay. But uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really good. It's it's definitely turning into one of my favorites. And so when you throw down a term like seasonal, that's typically what it means is it's normally just going to be about a three-month run? Yeah, so uh, it's kind of dictated by the LCBO. Okay. So they go through three-month and six-month seasonals. Hmm. So the second one we're going to try later, uh, that's a six-month seasonal. And then we always have our cores, um, which are always available all year round. Right. And then we try to get new ones in. Okay. Um, I've had a few different beers from Lake of Bays before, but the one that uh, that got me really excited, I think it was last summer, you mentioned off the top that was the Storm Chaser. Uh, IPA, which my dad and I actually stumbled across at the LCBO near the family cottage. And I think we just grabbed, you know, three or four, just to see what they were all about. And then had to circle back and get some more because it quickly became a favorite. Was that one new last summer? Uh, yeah, so it actually came out uh, a little bit later on. Uh, it came out at the same time. So that was a three-month seasonal at the LCBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, we had Burning Ember, which I brought one yes. for you. Okay. It's a red IPA. Um, but the Storm Chaser, it just has that little chocolatey tiramisu yep. taste. A little darker to it. Yeah. yeah, and so easy drinking. I call it a dessert beer, <laughs> even though you can drink it anytime. It's, right. uh, it's it, it was a really good one. Okay, yeah. And is it is it going to be back? Can, can uh, we no, say? but what they no. usually do is they'll come up with something similar. Okay, okay. So as soon as they do, I will let you know. So I got to treasure the ones that I got here. I got to yes, save them for a right. special occasion or something. <laughs> so hopefully you get new favorites. Along yeah, the way. no, no, always do right <laughs> for sure. Um, tell us a little about the brewery and, uh, and Lake of Bays and, and how you found yourself working for them. 
Uh, so Lika Bays was uh, founded in 2010 uh, by our owner, Darren. Uh, so it started as a project in his last year at McGill. Uh, he wanted to start brewing beer. So he started with his stove and fermented it in his closet. Mm. And that's how the project started with a pale ale. Um, so when Lake of Bay started, there was 40 craft breweries in Ontario. Right. Now there's over 400. Oh, my God. Uh, and if you can imagine, there's almost 40 in the Ottawa, Ottawa Valley yeah. area. So, so it's grown, grown quite a bit, but we've been around for a while. Uh, so they have 100-plus employees. We have two brew pubs, mm-hmm. uh, one in Bracebridge, yeah. one in Huntsville. Okay. Uh, the brewery is actually in Baysville. And uh, they have kind of a, in the summer, a big patio. They're expanding it to 300 people. They'll have a food oh, wow. truck, live music. So they're, they're doing a lot of great things, and, and we're growing so fast. Um, yeah, that's uh, – <laughs> we have a new warehouse, new brewery. We put them in the same area because before we'd have to drive all the stuff to the brewery. <laughs> oh, we forgot something. We have to go back now. went from 13,000 square feet with the two of them to over 25,000. That's oh, wow. how much we're growing. <laughs> wild. I know. It's crazy. Um, I've actually heard of the brewery before I actually heard of the actual lake, right? The lake of... (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it just, it sounds so picturesque. There's something about the name that I like just on its own, right? And I know obviously it comes from a real place, but there's something very... That ah, sounds beautiful. The Lake of Bays. Yeah. And our tagline is taste the great outdoors. Right. And it is like, you know, we take the water from Lake of Bays to make the beer. And uh, it's just a beautiful area in northern Muskoka. Uh, I've been down there several times and uh, it's it's super nice and just just a great company overall. How long have you been working with them? I've only been working with them since June of last okay, year. Yeah. So um, it's kind of funny how it started. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working for a company um, and just wasn't seeing any progression there. So uh, this came up and I got my interview and he, it went really great. And then he, he's like, can you call me a few days later? And I, so I called him and I know we're going to get into this later, but he's like, you work for sports teams. You work yep. for huge corporations. Like, why do you want to come work at this? And I was like, I want a family company that it has a great name. Mm-hmm. I've heard the name. Uh, and I think this is where I was meant to be. And he's like, you're hired. Wow. That's awesome. I know. It's I, genuine, right? Like it's. It is. And uh, when I speak of it, it is, it is a family company. Like everyone knows each other. When we go down to one of the brew pubs, the owner, oh, someone spilled something. Like he'll go get a cloth and clean it. Mm-hmm. Like we're all one family. And it's, it's a, it's, I can't say enough good things. I'm super happy to be there. They really like everyone getting together. So we had a you know a staff party in October. There was some training at a beer spa in Muskoka, um, one of the breweries we brew for. So we do have partner breweries. Uh, so you have to check that out, Muskoka Beer Spa. Okay. Uh, it's like a little Lenordique with beer everywhere. So it's <laughs> amazing. T- uh, little little taps in every cabin and. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Check it out. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's 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 pretty neat. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and then we were just there in January. I'm going to go back down again very soon. They just want us to be all together, and it's all everybody. So it's not just salespeople. Mm-hmm. It's also the restaurant employees, uh, the brewmaster, the you know people who work at the brewery, warehouse. Everybody gets together um, very often. 
Were you already a craft beer fan when you started working with them? Yes, I yeah. was. Okay. So I also work at the Heart and Crown in Barhaven. And okay. I, yeah, yeah, I've been there for eight plus years. Yeah. Um, and we first started, we had Spark House, which is our red ale, which is it's kind a of great beer. Oh, too. Yeah. So good. Don't yeah. worry, there's one in there for you. <laughs> uh, you uh, I, I tried to cover all yeah, the pieces. Yeah, wow. Um, but the real, and so that's kind of where I got the craft beer. But then, um, big sports fan, and I was in California and I was at. Uh, Anaheim Angels game. Oh, I yeah. just been to a Dodgers game, went to Anaheim Angels, and I was visiting my cousin. But uh, I don't have a lot of friends who are into sports, so I have to do a lot of these things on my own. And so I went to this to the game, and they were playing the Tigers, and there's a few couples beside me. And after the game, we talked throughout the whole game, mm-hmm. and they're like, "There's a brewery. Like, great. Do you want to go?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. sure. Let's go." Yeah. And I went, and I walked in, and all these like kegs, and oh, it was amazing. The beer was amazing, and just everyone having fun. And that's kind of where my love for craft beer started. Okay, um, I'm intrigued by that because everybody's kind of got their own story, right? How they kind of stumbled across it, and and whatever else. And we've. Uh, been doing this show in some form or another since 2015. And at the time, there was no real tie-in to craft beer. It was just, we'll sit down, talk about the sports of the day or whatever over a beer. And it was a lot of imports at the time. And as you talked about there, even just with uh, with the Lake of Bays, the, the, the growth of the number of breweries across the province sort of was exploding at the same time that we had started doing the show. So it sort of became this secondary thing that every week you could try a different beer while you're doing your show and, and talk about something. It's it's incredible how fast it's blown up. It is. And even though we are competition, we're like we're like a family. Right. Like we we help each other. Like I said, we brew for other breweries. Um, I know lots of the salespeople from other ones. Yeah. Uh, we're here to help and and grow because this is all our all our love and all you know our future. Uh, we want to make sure that the craft beer and it is it is it does keep growing. Yeah. Um, even though other sales are down, it keeps growing. It's funny we had. Um Andy from the Nita Beer Company, and I'm not sure if you've met him or not, but uh, no, not yet. he's been in a bunch of times. He's uh, brings over some beers whenever he wants to promote something or, you know, just to hang out or whatever. And and I've asked him a couple times over the sh- on the show over the years, you know, has Ontario hit a saturation point? You know, he said, no, not yet. Like, it's not a big thing. And I asked him just before Christmas, and he went, maybe, maybe. And it, there's a lot of breweries in Ontario. Do you feel like, you know, we're maybe getting to the point where, we're running out of room or running out of mouths or do you think there's still room to grow? I think there's still room to grow. Um, it's just, like I said, it keeps growing. Our sales are amazing. Like when I got hired, I was the second salesperson. And then because of over COVID, they had to do some like everyone else. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so um, they hired four new salespeople um, and we're growing with licensees and stuff like that. So I think, Eventually, like everything, some will, won't make it, yep. uh, unfortunately. Um, but I don't think – I think there's enough mouths. And I think it's <laughs> growing, especially around younger people because um, I'm old. So younger people <laughs> younger people getting getting into more craft beer because mm. it's more available than, you know, when I was 19. Yeah. It was macrobreweries and that was it. Yeah, I love the idea now that almost any town you go to in Ontario – you know, you pull up your phone and you know there's going to be a brewery around, something new to try. It almost becomes part of the trip no matter what you're doing, right? It's just see what's new in this neighborhood or in this town and, and see what they got going on. And 
it's almost like everywhere in the world. My friend uh, who used to live in New Zealand, I actually went to visit her for a bit. She was at a craft brewery there and, you know, posted pictures. So it's now like a worldwide sure. phenomenon. Like it's huge in the States. Like I said, I I never, you know, I, I heard a craft beer, but yep. like to actually go to a brewery that was right beside the stadium uh, was unheard of. Right. And now you, like you said, you can go in Ottawa, you can go about five minutes and find a brewery <laughs> and sit down and have beer. So if you're not having something from Lake of Bays, what are some of your favorites? Um, I do like, um, there's a Cameron's Cosmic Ale. Okay, it, yeah. Uh, that was that was really good. We did have it at Heart and Crown, so that's a good one. Um, I like anything well, pretty much like anything. <laughs> uh, uh, but like a a Bose Lug Tread is yeah. also that's a that's a staple pretty much everywhere. Sure. And uh, Farmer's Daughter. As oh well. yeah, yeah. The, From uh, Whitewater, yeah. yeah. So there, you know, we we like to try all of them. Um, like I said, we are a family, even though we are competing. Yeah. Um, so if we go into a restaurant, you know, trying to get a license, we'll try other beers, and we're yeah. like, yeah, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Might have to pick one of those up. <laughs> the uh, the white water guys, or they make uh, a, a peanut butter chocolate milkshake stout. It's, oh, I have not tried that, oh but I've God. heard amazing things. It is so fantastic. we might have to pick that up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you mentioned there that you you've got a background yourself in working around sports. Kind of take us through your uh, your path and your background. Okay, so I don't want to be like when I was four, but it it started. So I have three older brothers, okay. and they're into sports, but not really like watching sports, playing it. And I played sports mostly because they did, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. There was something, especially baseball, like when the Blue Jays were on the World Series in 92 and 93, my whole room was covered with newspaper (laughs) clippings, Roberto Alomar posters. My mom's like, oh my God, like what is this? And uh, it just kind of grew from there. And then I knew I always wanted to work in sports. So in 2001, I became an intern at the Ottawa Lynx. Um, So I worked there for a few years. I actually got to go down to spring training on my dime, but got to go down to spring training uh, for the Expos, which was pretty cool. That is wild, yeah. And then there was no really room, like uh, minor league baseball, very small staff. Um, So I just started calling around. Uh, I went actually to the baseball winter meetings that year um, that I went. It was in New Orleans. But then with visas and stuff, it was just too difficult. So I started calling Canadian teams, and I actually got a job at the Edmonton Cracker Cats. So (laughs) I don't know if you remember them. Um, Is that double A? Well, after the Trappers left, uh, they became uh, like an independent body. Oh, okay. okay. So I got hired as a director of marketing. And then that was the year of the lockout. And so... Of the NHL. Of the NHL, sorry. So that's 04, 05. Yeah, Yeah. so 05, the Oilers were starting to hire... Right. Uh, again. And uh, I put my name in and my boss at the Cracker Cats is more of a seasonal thing. <laughs> and uh, he's like, there was 800 applicants, but he really likes you. And I was like, oh, good. And then uh, then I got hired there. And the highlight of that was obviously game seven, Carolina. Yeah. The Oilers took a run to the cup final. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sad. I was in Carolina for game seven. I'm very sad. I don't have a ring on my finger. Um, <laughs> uh, it was it was unexpected. I mean, I think they got in two two games before the playoffs started. They beat Detroit, which was the President's Trophy winner. Then they beat San Jose 4-2. They swept Anaheim, all of them being sick, like on intravenous, like during games. I think Jason Smith, the captain, lost 15 pounds in the game. (sighs) And then Carolina, they were in that first game when Dwayne Rolson got hurt and 
Conklin went in. I was like, oh, no. And yeah. then it just, well, they kind of made their way back. But It had been a miracle run, right? Like Rollison had come in, I think, from Minnesota. Yes. Maybe. And yeah. just went on the run of his life, right? And and that was, you know, right after the lockout, uh, I think Mike Pekka mm-hmm. was there. Chris Pronger was there. And it was sort of this this changing of like, look, it's, it's small market teams can make it now. And then right there in your first Stanley Cup, it's Carolina and Edmonton. It's this perfect example of, you know, teams are going to be able to compete on a more level playing field. It was, I remember watching the wide majority of that run for the Oilers. They kind of became Canada's team that year, right? Like It was insane. And I know like everyone's out, like my brother flew out, my dad flew <laughs> out because we, we could get, we could buy tickets or, or we got a few and, and stuff like that. And so everyone was like, I'm flying out because I want to see this because yeah. I don't know the next time, right? Like you're there. And it was just, they put on such a great, um, it's such a great event. Like there was, you know, the big tents and all the <laughs> CEOs of all the companies that, you know, um, supported us, um, uh, you know, had contracts with us. Yeah. We're all there. And it was just, it was just an amazing time. And then we got to go down to Carolina. So we stayed in like three different areas. So, so kind of like the tri-state. I was um, outside of Raleigh and okay. I was uh, in charge, or my group was in charge of the wives. Uh, so we stayed with the wives and the parents. So mm-hmm. I got to talk to like Chris Pronger's parents. His mom <laughs> looks exactly like him. It's very, <laughs> it's very weird. Uh, very, very nice people. All of them are very nice. And then I remember just going to his wife. If only a month or two later would be the reason you'd demand a trade out of there. Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny. I mean, she was super nice. Sure. They had two boys, and I just remember Jack, their youngest. He's um, he was four at the time, but they're so tall and. <laughs> He was probably like, yeah, three maybe and still carrying around still. And her, she's like, everyone thinks like there's something wrong with him, but he's not. He's just huge. <laughs> and I'm sure I, I saw at his retirement party. His boys are, are still very tall. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I, Come by that, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's uh, it, it was just a great experience. And then. So what was your actual job title? When you uh, I was a corporate sales coordinator. Okay, so okay. I, I dealt with all like the Boston Pizza, the Scotia Bank. Sure, sponsors and stuff. Like, and stuff. Yeah, just yeah. to make sure the rink boards were up, their contracts uh, were fulfilled. Right. Um, so we were the only group to go um, just because we had a lot of customers coming, clients. Um, so we were just kind of all rooted to, to take care of everybody. Hmm. And, uh, you know, it was a, a sad outcome. Um, I just remember thinking, I'm like, I can't watch the Stanley Cup come out because I can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, we were this close. <sighs> but everyone left. It was like the cup was on the ice and then everyone just left. I'm like, if we were in Edmonton, like yeah. the place would have exploded. Everyone would have been there till like 2 a.m. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, Part uh, the streets would have been filled with everything, right? Like Crazy. And then, you know, going back and we did have a reception for hopefully when we were winning and, uh, you know, seeing grown men cry was, was very upsetting. And But we made the most of it and uh, we flew back the next day a little little lighter without the Stanley Cup, yeah. but it was, it was a good time. Uh, anyway, then I moved back to Ottawa. I worked for uh, the Ottawa Rapids. Uh, that was a short stint. Uh, the minor league that. baseball okay, team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you just... Uh, Yep. So we moved on to the <laughs> Ottawa Senators. Um, so I got a contract there. Oh, wow. So uh, what year roughly would that have been? Uh, that is in 2008. Okay. So I moved home February 2008, worked with the Cracker, or sorry, with the Rapids for, for about six months, again, more, mostly seasonal. Yeah. And then um, got a job with the Senators as a contract in marketing. Okay. And then worked there for three years and then kind of was like, okay, sales is more my thing. Went to food and beverage and... <laughs> Now I'm at like a base. Right. 
it's quite a path. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting um, how my life has gone. Uh, still super interested in sports. Like I think I told you, like I have a sports cave in my basement just from all the mementos. <laughs> sure. All, you know, from the Stanley Cup run, I visit a lot of minor league teams. I think I've been to 10 um, MLB stadiums. Uh, obviously during COVID, obviously that has, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we're going to start that up again this summer. Hopefully <laughs> oh, Chicago or, te- or uh, Texas. Yeah. Um, but have been to uh, Detroit, to Comerica? No, I have not. It's apparently just gorgeous, right? I know. And, and pretty close. Like, like all of them, like even the minor league part, Parks are amazing because there's one thing in each one. So, like Reading, Pennsylvania, they have the train because the Reading Railroad. Oh yeah, yeah. around the around <laughs> the outfield. Cool. Bowie, Maryland, has like a merry-go-round. Like each has their. There's like a book that I bought at a, uh, like how to do a road trip and why you would go to that park. So it, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I did uh, a tour in '07, and it was mainly just around New York State, but we went to Shea Stadium went to Yankee Stadium, and that was the main reason uh, for the trip was Yankee Stadium was going to be closing pretty shortly before they opened up the new one, so yeah. wanted to get there. And um, also went to the Baseball Hall of Fame on that trip and stuff. And But they just threw in on one random night because we were with this tour group um, a trip to Staten Island to see the Staten Island Yankees. So I think we were like single A ball, I yes. think we're talking yeah. about. And the park was so cool. It was this tiny little thing and back behind home plate, there was some stands, but I guess it was our tour group must have rented it ahead of time. There's just this like patio out behind like right field. And like you were literally, there was just a railing between your patio and like the guy playing right field. And you were sitting right there and our whole group's just at picnic tables and you're having food and beer and whatever. But like you're right on top of the action in this tiny little park. Like that was maybe the most fun night of the trip was being in this little dinky minor league park it was so much fun and that's why I like the minor league baseball because you are so close and it like in some towns that's the only thing for miles right yeah. like this is their thing and so on a wednesday night they'll be sold out you know five six seven thousand people because this is the only thing to do mm-hmm. and they love their baseball yeah like americans love their baseball <laughs> and so yeah every everyone i went to they were welcoming, oh, you're Canadian. Oh, you know, you got to try this or while you're here, or, you know, have you been to this stadium and stuff like that. So everyone was super nice. Yeah, it's, uh, um, we were touring around New York City and whatever. And the the Yankee Stadium game was the last night of the trip. The Yankees were out on the road and A-Rod was at like 400, uh, 499 home runs uh, with three games to go. And they're like, they were there. All the Yankee fans, all the staff we were talking to, we got a tour of the stadium the day before the game. Like everyone was like, we don't want him to hit 500 till he gets home, right? So we go to the game. He does make it all the way home before getting, you know, still sitting on 499. Seven out of nine Yankees in the starting lineup hit home runs, and he's not one of them. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my gosh! So the next day we're on our flight home, and he does he hit does, 500. Yeah. Then of, of course. course, but you're just like that is absolutely like. Kick the crap out of the White Sox, like 12-2 or something. But yeah, he was just the only guy who didn't go yard. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, that I mean, that's, <laughs> that's better, how it It's almost yeah. a better story that Yeah, way, right? exactly. <laughs> it is a better story than you were there. Yeah. Uh, so I've been to Yankee Stadium. So I went to, just before close, I did a tour of it, mm-hmm. um, old Yankee Stadium. And then I went to the new one a year later. Oh, nice. Um, so, I mean, great spot. Obviously, lots of history. But I, I'm glad I got to tour the old Yankee yeah. Stadium. Yeah, they took us down. I don't, I'm sure you got the same thing. You get to walk along the warning track. And we were out in Monument Park taking some pictures and stuff. It was awesome. Just sitting, uh, just sitting anywhere in that stadium, yeah. walking down. Um, it, uh, 
it's just it gives me chills it was it's incredible the history that was made in there and how old it was and everything we sat for the game up in the you know right field upper deck it's steep coming down was it's uh, a thing if you've had a couple beers you're taking her pretty easy coming down those steps you can tell it's an old old building yeah yeah um it's yeah it's one of the things i took so many pictures and i'm like i can't believe all these legends like were here yeah was on this field and i got to be a little part of it <laughs> so your time with the senators obviously a lot of people who listen to the show are obviously big sense fans uh being here in Ottawa, um, it wasn't a particular, there was no run to the cup final while you were there or whatever, but I'm sure you have a couple of, of memories or a couple guys that you ran into that were particularly, you know, cool to talk to or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I was there, yeah, 2008 to 2011 and uh, I worked in the marketing department and I remember we had these like season ticket holder, like call-in shows where the owner was there, the general manager. So I got to be a part of those. So right. you got to hear some stories um, from everybody. And I just remember talking to Brian Murray, who was just an amazing man. Yeah. Like, even though, you know, it was just, I don't say it, but I was just in the marketing department or just coordinator, like still talk to me as if I was. And uh, I think it was just before the Danny Heatley trade, trying to trying to trade him. He's like, "Well, we're trying to trade him, but you know, like yeah, yeah. demands and and stuff like that." And he was forthcoming with pretty much anything, and he didn't. Uh, there was no bullshit coming from his mouth, that's for sure. Uh, but very nice man. Um, so just. You know, everyone was so, so great. Uh, you know, I got a chance um, to talk to Eugene and his right-hand man, Ken, right. doing these. And, you know, very nice people. Um, you know, now that uh, new ownership is coming, it's mm -hmm. it's it's probably better for the team. Right. Um, but it is, uh, it, it, you know, you have to say that Eugene saved the team. And, oh, for sure. And after that, you know, Every whatever the happened afterwards happened, happened, but they're still here. Yeah, uh, yeah. they're probably going to be gone. So uh, I think with the new ownership group, uh, the team is so talented, so talented. Like you watch them in and out, they are so talented. They just need to not have a bad November. Yeah, and that was the year before. That was this year. Yeah, a couple bad starts in a row now, and it puts you right behind the eight ball, right? Uh, yeah, and I I think that's youth. I think that's that's the thing is just, you know, it is the youth. They're like, oh, oh, we got lots of time. No, you don't. Because yeah. November, <laughs> if you like points are are needed at all times. Yeah. So that loss against Chicago, that was a point that they probably should have gotten uh, being mm -hmm. up 3-1 to one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. Uh, but then they come back out and 5 nothing again or 6 nothing against St. Louis. Yep. And they play the Boston Bruins really hard. <laughs> right? They won the first yep. two. And yep. then, I mean, the game last Monday was amazing. Like, it was... Yeah, I, held them very tight, right? Like, in Boston's just been rolling over everybody, so... Yeah, they have eight losses all year, yeah. and two of them are the Senators. Yeah. Like, how, how does that even make <laughs> no, sense? I know. So, you, the talent is there. Like, Stutzel's on fire. Yep. He's amazing. Everyone's signed to a long-term contract. It's the defense. And, I mean, there's a trade, trade today... Was there a trade today? I didn't hear anything. Sites of. Oh, yes. 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 Traded to Chicago. Yeah. Traded to Chicago. Yes. Uh, try to get rid of a salary. Yeah. Um, I just think that the defense is is what they need, and they're going to have to pay a price for it. And they have lots. They have lots in stock. Yep. Just do it. Well, and it, like the rookie year that Jake Sanderson has had, like he's going to help them on defense long term. Obviously, they need someone on the right side, but yeah. he's been great. I know he's uh, 
I think he's coming back. He's coming back. Yeah. Him and Nick Holden are back today. Yeah, okay. So or tomorrow, that, sorry. that'll give them a, a boost for sure. But yeah, he's, for a rookie, looked remarkably calm in his own end, right? Defending him. He, he's unreal. I think he's, he's like going to be one of my favorite players. So I'm like, how have you only played such few games yeah. in the NHL, but yeah. look like you, be- like he belongs <laughs> for sure. Like he's, he's unreal good. Um, so yeah, they have, they have some talent coming up. Um, but yeah, they, it, it's the defense. Right. It is. And I mean, you take away their top two goalies and they're still playing well. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, I think Talbot is on track to be back very shortly as well, so that'll help. But yeah, Mandelizzi has been uh, good and uh, and Sogard. So it's oh. interesting. Just there's what it's what did they say? There's like thirteen and a half feet of goalie there. Yeah, like six yeah, foot no. seven and six <laughs> foot six. Couple uh, big boys. And uh, I think the future is very strong there. Yeah. Uh, so the only thing they're missing is uh, you know that one person on defense. Maybe from Arizona. Maybe from Arizona. Yes. <laughs> we'll see. Jacob Chickard's name still kicking around out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was there. Everyone's talking about it. Should they mortgage the future? I'm like, well, he still has a contract left. I think yep. that's the person you need to get. And he's still pretty young and, and yep. talented. So yeah. yeah, might be might be the right fit. Well, especially with the talent up front. Like yeah. who wouldn't want to come here right. with, I mean, their guns are blazing up there. They just need that one piece. Yeah. No, 100%. Um are you born and raised here in Ottawa? Yeah. So yeah. I actually grew up um, just south of Ottawa. I grew up on a farm or beside my grandfather's farm. Uh, so in Edwards, uh, it's uh, near Metcalf Golf Course. If okay, somebody wants yeah. like um, a golf course that's near there. <laughs> um, yeah. So I grew up there. Uh, I moved to Barhaven when I was 21 uh, with my mom. And then I got the job in Edmonton for three years. Yeah. And then, so I've lived in, Bar- and now I still live in Barhaven. Right. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, this is, uh, you know, glad about my time in Edmonton, but I'm a family person. So all my family and friends are here. Yeah. Uh, so it was nice to move back home. Um, but I appreciate uh, everything that Ottawa has. I don't think it's a sleepy town. There are so many things. It's an interesting reputation that Ottawa has, like you said, of having, but it is, it has everything you want a big city to have, but it's just kind of laid out a little more small townish or something, right? It still has like a smaller town feel to it. I I, I did not grow up here. I'm uh, I grew up out uh, down in Oshawa, right, and moved up here later. I love it here. Like this is this is home now, right? It just it feels like I said, like it has everything I want it to have, but it doesn't feel like you're living in this downtown metropolitan kind of urban you know what i'm saying like oh yeah like it's a big town but it's small at the same time yeah. like you like i go anywhere running jay but i'm like oh yeah okay or we know the same person or um but a few years ago uh before covid maybe five six years ago mm-hmm. i was like i'm gonna find different things to do in ottawa okay and there are cool restaurants on the water that i never heard of um like the rockcliffe boathouse um off the Georgetown um, Parkway. Okay. Uh, so I went there. Like, there's just, if you Google cool things just to do in Ottawa. want to explore a little, yeah. Yeah. There's a waterfall, Princess Louise Waterfall in Orleans. I never knew that. Like, there's there's all these really great things. You just have to look for them. And you just have a tendency not to because you're already here. It feels like home. You just know where everything is. But every city has these kind of hidden gems that you just don't ever really look for, right? I lived in Edmonton for three years and I only went to Banff like twice. <laughs> but if someone came out, I would go with them. But like on my own or with some friends, like I never, 
it, like it's not that far away, but you don't think about it. I'm like, oh, I can go next weekend, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you know. So we have uh, another beer. I finished my first one there kind of quickly. I hope that's all right. But, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So now we Tell have the second one here. It is called Next Stop. It's a tropical fruit pale ale. Okay. So last year um, we had daydreaming uh, and it went so well. Cheers. And uh, cheers. <laughs> and uh, so this is kind of its like cousin. So okay. it has uh, peach, hibiscus, honey. It's fused with tea. Oh my! And uh, yeah, so this is our six month seasonal. Um, so it'll be around for a while. Um, yeah. So daydreaming was so popular last year. The cans actually opposite, so it was more yellow, and it was uh, the woman was kind of in a blue haze. So they just kind of switched it out. Um, so very similar, but different at this at the same time. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a really good one. I had a. Uh, maybe a few last night and uh <laughs> but as you go in the summer it'll be it'll be the one one to drink for sure a nice uh, summer beer when it's hot out and instead of a middle of a blizzard and uh, i know so that's why i keep looking at this and i'm like it's it's coming it's coming spring is coming <laughs> So you said this is a, this will be a six month or this is a three month as well? Uh, this is a six month. Okay. Um, so we are actually um, kegging uh, the cold IPA. Oh, we don't do that. Eh? Sorry. No. <laughs> see. No. It is. It's uh, that it, honey it, comes through in a way I probably wouldn't have expected. Like it's that's so, nice. Yeah. yeah. So just imagine a really hot day when you're yes. sitting by the water. Oh. Hundred uh, percent. Okay, I'm just saying, okay. Yeah, we'll, no, we'll I go know. Back to the blizzard. The same way, because I'm a, I disappear from here for a while in the summer to go to the family cottage, and this, this would join me on the dock for sure. Oh, right? like this. yeah. <laughs> and so, um, I, uh, yeah. So it's it's such a good one for that. Um, it has a little little lower IBU, little lower alcohol content than uh, not much, but yeah. uh, from the one we had before. Very, very easy drinking, and uh, yeah, it'll be a staple. I think we're going to keg this one as well. We don't usually do it for seasonals, but uh, we did it for daydreaming last year, and it went over amazing. <laughs> so we're going to eventually do that too. So take me inside a bit of your role here for, for Lake of Bays around town, obviously. Uh, how big is your, your territory? Um, I have all of Eastern Ontario. Oh, wow. So I go uh, Hawkesbury to Cornwall. Okay. I go up to Petawawa. Yep. I go over to Whitney, so by Barry's Bay. Wow, yeah. Uh, I do Kingston. Okay. And I So you do, put a lot of miles on. <laughs> yes, I love it, though. Not so much in the winter. No, okay, uh, fair enough. But the summer is amazing. Like, you know, going through Westport, all the water. Like I said, I love water. Yeah. Um, going down, uh, you know, through the Thousand Islands. It's gorgeous part of the country. <sighs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I keep looking for for sale signs. Like maybe one day. Uh, for sale sign plus a reduced price reduced, usually. Yes. Yeah, it's not cheap to be down there. <laughs> no way. Oh. No. It's, it's, it's a dream. Yeah, of course. Um, we all have it. <laughs> um, so pretty much what I do is um, – LCBO is about 50% of our business, okay. uh, maybe a little bit more. So I go into the ones in the area and try to get new listings. Mm -hmm. uh, usually seasonals, um, we usually have part of the beer excitement zone or it's uh, a forced shipment. Um, otherwise, I have to try to get our cores in, uh, you know, make sure they're selling, um, do tastings there. Um, they don't really taste. They're not allowed to. So they just kind of swish and uh, <laughs> spit out, but okay. at least then they know what they're selling, right? Um, and then agencies, uh, grocery, 
beer store. Uh, beer store is a little bit different. We pay for listings there, right. so they're always there. Um, so Rapid uh, Rapid Runner will be in the beer store. Uh, Tropical Fruit Pale Ale. So the next stop won't be, but they'll both be at the LCBO. So they kind of change at the beer store. Uh, so is that not done at the upper level? Oh yeah, that's or? not me. Okay, beer, yeah, that's okay. that's that's way. that's done kind of province wide distribution yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, corporate offices and crap like that. Yes, yes, that uh, way 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 above my pay grade. Okay. Um, but it's good. You know, we always go visit, and make sure, and if you talk to them about it. Especially at the beer store, if someone's looking for something, then they can say, oh, yeah, well, you know, we'll talk about this one uh, or this one's really good. Uh, and then licensees um, is a is a big part. Um, so that would be pubs and bars carrying it? Yeah. For you? Yeah. So um, I've worked in the industry. I don't want to say this, but I'm coming up on my... 24th year okay. uh, bartending serving. Um, so I've just kind of taken the contacts I've made and try to make some headway. Right. Um, sometimes it's not. It's someone I don't know and it just happened to land. And, mm-hmm. you know, so we've gotten uh, gotten some headway. Uh, it's a little harder with licensees because they, you know, when they change their menu or you just have to get kind of get in or when a tap becomes free. Right. So you just have to keep, you know, keep stopping by, drop off samples, drop off seasonals. Um, everyone has been amazing. They're like, you know, come to me. We change our menu in April. Um, so everyone has been uh, great from from my uh from my going in there. Um, so a few places that uh, I've gone into, so Publico Eatery uh, and 1014, um, they're both uh, owned by Rod Castro and Randy Amore. Okay. I used to work uh, at 1014, so they brought it in at both places, so the uh, Italian-style Pilsner. Oh, yeah. Um, Broadway Central now has our daydreaming because mm-hmm. they're like, it's a seasonal from last year, but they like, we want to daydream about summer, so we kind of <laughs> talked about that. Um, I just had a meeting with Heart and Crown, so hopefully uh, we'll, we'll get that in there. Again, it's just timing, right, with sure. taps and contracts and stuff like that. Um, and then some places in Kingston, Pilot House, uh, they're taking our Spark House, and Diane's uh, Fish Shack, which is amazing tacos <laughs> if you're ever in Kingston. Nice. Um, so we're making some headway there, and uh, I know Greenfields is bringing in um, – our Velvet Fog, which is one of our specialty kegs from our brew pubs. Velvet it's a, Fog. It's a sweet stout. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I will okay. tell you when it's in. Maybe we'll go for <laughs> a beer. By all means. <laughs> I'll take you out for a beer. <laughs> um, so that's coming. Again, they have it just waiting for the top to open. Um, so we're making some headways. And yeah. So one, once you're into a place, is it easier to stay? Like you have a tap and, you know, maybe they'll – it doesn't necessarily have to be the same beer, but they know of you and they'll give you that tap for the next beer or how does that, how does the turnover work? Yeah. I mean, you have to be, you have to keep going in, which is fine because I mean, I get to drink beer. So like, it's not, it's not. It's the worst way to spend the day. I know, right? Uh, I mean, some evenings too, right? So I'll go out. uh, But you have to, it's like anything else. So when I talk to a few that were in Kingston, they're like, we had no problem with you. It's just because of COVID, right? right? No one really stopped by. Right. And they're, we had no problem. They had Spark House. Um, so they're open. That was Pilot House. And they have uh, also uh, the Iron Duke and the Duchess. And so, you know, just trying to get in back into those. Mm-hmm. But some people leave because 
a rep will go in, and it's not just beer; it's anywhere. Right. I was a, I've been a sales rep for a very long time. If you don't go in, then they're like, "Oh, the next person this this person sure, is giving me else love." Came in and, yeah. yeah, and they'll take they'll take the spot, the space, the top, whatever. Um, so you just keep going in, and like I said, it's just uh, have a beer, have some food there. Um, drop off stuff that they need, coasters, just make, make sure you say what you do. And then that's all sales. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's easy to lose a top for sure yeah. or, or a spot for cans. Uh, you just have to be on top of it. How often would you say you have to, you know, whatever, John's bar across the street, right? It, it, you currently have something on tap there. How often would you have to stop in and, and kind of service that account? Um, uh, I would probably go in maybe once a month. Um, if they need me, I get a call. I'd be like, Hey, like everything. Okay. Uh, I have such a big territory. Like obviously, obviously Ottawa, I go to those ones a little bit more. Of course. Um, but the ones outside, let's say Kingston, but they know where I live. Right. Um, so they know that I can't go on a Friday night to, uh, (laughs) to the Kingston, but I can definitely go to Publico. I've been there a few times the last few weeks. (laughs) Uh, great food. Um, so yeah, but people know that they can get a hold of me, especially if it's outside um, the Ottawa area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the ones in Ottawa, obviously, I can stop by a little bit more. This is a fascinating beer. I don't even know how to describe it to the listener, but it's like it's got some floral to it. It's got some honey to it. Like there's there's a lot there's going on here. Like Hibiscus is must be what I'm. Yes, getting. yes. I, honestly, like I can't. I really like this. Like this is. And it, it, like a, I've never, I talk all the time on this show about beer, but it's one of those things that you, I think everybody knows you have to almost try for yourself, right? I've never, ever said on this show that I'm a beer expert. I've said I'm a beer enthusiast, right? Yes. I very much like yes. beer. I, I'm not an expert on beer. And so all I can do is sit here right now and tell the good listener, I really like this. And it, like, it's fascinating. Just, there's a lot going on there and. Yeah, this would be one, like you said, that you'd grab six of and take to the lake with you or something like that. It's, it's um, awesome. Our head brewer is amazing, um, Andrew, and he 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 just loves he, – he will talk about beer. He will go on radio shows in, in Muskoka. <laughs> they have brewmaster dinners um, at their brew pubs where he pairs – uh, beers with food. Mm-hmm. Um, he has such a, and he reaches out to like uh, craft, you know, uh, beer brewers in Australia and everywhere. Oh, like wow. he just loves Wants it. Wants to be all over it. Eh? Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, he's he's done a, such a great job. Like I said, everyone there is amazing, but uh, <laughs> he really does love his beer. So we're not watching the Senators. What's on your TV for sports? What, are you a Jays fan? They're just getting ready to fire I up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the Jays. Okay. Uh, big baseball fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So super excited. Um, made some changes in the off season. Yeah. Looking forward uh, to me like the last few weeks since uh, NFL. So NFL Sunday, Thursday, Leaves Monday. A big hole I, when it's my done, eh? house. It's always on. Okay. Um, I do not want to be bothered. Um, <laughs> so this last few weeks has been like. It's always a bit of a hangover after NFL season of like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And then the All-Star game and then they were off and now the Sens are off for a few. But now getting excited because we're getting to the best months. So it's like April, May and October to me are the best months uh, sports wise. Uh, Yeah, so super excited. Uh, They've made a a lot of changes. Uh, Still not sure about their bullpen, but everything else seems to be, I mean, they have the hitting. They just need the pitching. Yeah, they could use a little swing and miss, I think, still in the bullpen. Like they're bringing back their seventh, eighth and 
ninth inning guys, but you still need that situational guy who just comes in and throws 101 to get you out of a bases loaded jam kind of thing, right? Or and they, just, it feels like for like the third or fourth straight year they didn't address that. Every year we seem to go in and go like the bullpen's fine, but we need this one flamethrower, and they just never seem to go find him. And it's funny because we talk about sends and defense. Yeah, uh, they just need that one person, and and the Jays are the same way. Yeah. and you have so you have assets to get it, and you're not going to go in the American League East. No, you're not going to go anywhere without that guy. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I mean, they're just starting, so we can talk about you know we we we're not sure how everything's sure. going to go, um, but yeah, they they need that bullpen guy because there was so many times th- like the offense was there. And then, uh, like, who do we bring in? And it just didn't. It just didn't pan out for them. No. And just missing that guy. Well, and even in like in that game two of of that best two of three in October, right? They're what was it nine two at the time or whatever. Yep. And they just couldn't stop the bleeding. They just kept bringing guys in, bringing guys in, and no one could. You know, you can't be giving up a nine two lead in a playoff game with your season on the line. And then. That's all we had talked about for months was fix the bullpen, fix the bullpen, and there it was. It just played out exactly like you'd hoped it wouldn't. But I go back to that nine to two game, and I was like, "Oh, they have it." Of course, it's done. It's done. Yeah. And then I was like, "That collision," and I was like, "Oh, I." Yeah, when Springer ran into Bichette, Bichette, and I was like, "Oh my god, why? Uh, That's Springer's ball." Oh my god. Oh my god. yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, I don't." I and it was like what nine five, nine six, and I was like, "Okay." I didn't have a good feeling. No. I didn't have a good feeling. It after. just sucked all the wind right out of the building, right? Like, right out of the stadium. It just, and everything went wrong advantage after. I know. For the first time. I know. You know? And it was just, to lose two at home, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, you so, play 162 games, you get two playoff games, and you're gone. It's wild the way the baseball season works. It's nine to two. <laughs> I know. Nine to two. It was, should like, have been done. Oh, gosh. Um, so, super excited for them. I, they have made some changes. Um, yep. So, I'm hoping with, with some with some new blood in there um it's just it's it's always the bullpen and kikuchi like you know yes. what is he gonna be like you know you, he Barrios goes in and you're back. like oh, oh my god yeah there's some question marks still right like jose barrios is he gonna be the good jose barrios or is he gonna be last year's jose barrios it's yeah i think he's gonna be like the f- uh, the fourth or fifth starter yeah. so maybe some of that uh pressure will be off him True. then going yeah. out you know the third um you know just get those red shirts ready for him and uh i'm like <laughs> why are they wearing why i'm like oh so because much. he yeah. won one in your candidate yeah. <laughs> so let's let's keep her going with those red shirts um but yeah super excited for that to start i love baseball and all these rule changes are so funny i was talking to someone the other day and i was listening uh to, to someone on tsn 1200 yep. the other day they had a, a baseball reporter on and he's like yeah it shapes 20 minutes off the game with all these new rules and mm-hmm. i was like 20 minutes i'm like that's to me that's not i'm a purist i'm like they could go forever they right could step off 85 times i don't <laughs> care i'm like you're paying money to go see it like why wouldn't you want the whole thing and then the only the only role that I kind of like is a shift. I don't really like it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, they're eliminating that this season. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, as soon as the ball is hit, you can move. Yep. Uh, and it's like that triangle or pyramid, right? So you can be around it. I don't know. They're gonna they're gonna find ways to exploit every role. Well, they always do, right? If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Kind of is the, uh, the well, old adage. Someone said today. Or I think it was on your podcast. Like, what if someone gets, like, almost beamed in the head, right? Yeah. I heard it the yeah. other 
day. Like, does that count? What time does that count? Like, does a guy have to jump right back up and get in right. gear? Or, like, how I, I'm just... There's a lot of wrinkles, I think, to be worked at. That's why spring training is going to be so interesting this year. I'm watching, like, every game. I know. So, like, I want to know what What is this going to look like? How is this going to play out? Right? Um, I don't mind the bases being bigger. Yeah. I mean, more... I, I know they want more uh, excitement, offense, I guess, for other people who are not purists. Um, but to me, I could sit and watch a far-hour baseball game. and It's funny. I'm, I'm sort of sim... Well, not every night, I guess, is my thing. Like, I don't need it to be... So they said, like you said, it, it's on average, the pitch clock is shaving 20 minutes off the game. So yeah. most games in the minors were taking now two hours and 35 minutes. Yeah. I have time for a three hours, three hour and 10 minute ball game. Like if that's what it takes, that's what, but it feels like every time you go to Fenway or every time you go to Yankee stadium, it's more like four hours and five minutes. And you're just like, yeah, enough. It's a Tuesday night. Like those are the ones that I don't want to do that every night. Right. So I don't know how else, I guess you enforce it. I I don't know how you kind of round it off in the middle. They're going to try the pitch clock thing and, and we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I, I'm not someone who typically complains that it's taking a long time, but there are nights where you're just like, this is... And and part of that was just the players who were on the Red Sox and the Yankees, right? Like Derek Jeter would step out and he'd adjust his gloves every time and, and the helmet and scratch his ass or whatever he had to do before every friggin' pitch. And you're just like, enough, get in the box and hit. Like, Yeah, it's... I got... I guess I don't mind the pitch clock either because some people were just, you know, you're just staring down for like 20, 30 seconds. You're like, okay, (laughs) you got to pitch. But then they were talking about, or maybe it was on your podcast, Kevin Gosman, like how he bounces his foot. Yep. But until it stops, he's not ready to go. Right. Like, uh, uh, you know, uh, and how how that part is going to be. Spring training is going to be so, so interesting. I know they want more offense. They want it shorter. Um, but in all honesty, I could have cared less whether they changed anything or not. Fair enough. You said, I think, earlier on that you'd been to 10 ballparks. Yeah. So I've been. Do you have a favorite? Or one or two that stick out to you? Oh, the Dodgers. Like, okay. uh, just going to. Because uh, I got dropped off. I took a taxi or Uber. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, there was a funny story at the end. So, and then you walk up that big hill and you're like. Oh my god! Like this is this is insane, uh, and it was uh, I can't I can't remember who they were playing, but it it was just a it was just a a great time, and I remember talking to the girl who's serving me my first beer, and she's like, "Oh, you're from Canada here. I'll just take care of that." And I was like, well, "Okay, I'm gonna use Canada more often. I, I can get a lot of things." Um, but I was working at a company and they were switching cell phones at the time. So my cell phone that I had on me did not work. Oh. Uh, so, and I missed, so I couldn't call a cab, I couldn't call anything. And I was like, okay, so I know which bus take home, but I'm like, oh, it doesn't run at this time. <laughs> and some guy, I, he used to play AAA a long time ago, I can't remember his name. Yeah. He just happened to be there looking at me going like, He's like, okay, you can just take like the 97 home. And he's like, I'm off. I like, I'll take that. And then you just keep going. Um, so he's like, I'll sit with you because it is late at night. Yeah. Uh, he's like, you have one more stop after or two more stops. My cousin lived in Santa Monica. Okay. Yeah. And he lived in West Hollywood. And I was like, okay, thank you. And I was like, oh my God, what if he was, I would probably still be there. Right. Like, uh, I didn't get my phone. I got them to ship it to LA because I'm like, uh, I need a phone. <laughs> Um, so it's kind of harrowing, but kind of funny at the same time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so probably Dodger Stadium. Like, 
All of them are great. You know, I've been to, you know, see the Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but there that wasn't very many people a, there. It never is. Right? No, and it's $2 hot dog night, $2. And if I hadn't driven four hours <laughs> and had to drive four hours home, I would. I took advantage of the hot dogs. Yeah, but yeah. I'm like, how is this place not packed? Right. Well, you think it's spring training and everyone's like the places are packed. Yeah. But how come not in yeah, you know, the Marlins were the same. They have a beautiful team. They have a pool in the left field. Like, yeah, and uh, I think when they built the new, I don't know if you were at the new one or the old one, but like it for a while, they had fish that could swim around like in the actual aquarium behind home plate. And then they realized that the sun beating down on it was heating up the water and killing the fish. Oh, my God. No, I didn't know that. That's, well, not hilarious, but like kind of hilarious. No, I know. For sure. You're like, okay, someone didn't think that through. So I get, I think they took the aquarium out. But yeah, that was supposed to be this brilliant feature of the brand new ballpark was this fish tank. And like, actually, the water's heating up far too much. It's not good. So, um, Yeah. And obviously, Yankee Stadium. Yeah. You've um, been to Fenway? Pardon? Have you been to Fenway? I have not been Me to Fenway. Me neither, yeah. Um, so, again, funny story. So, I went to um, Rhode Island to see the Pawtucket Red Sox. Nice, okay, yeah. And so, I'm like, well, we're this close. Uh, so, we went to Boston for a day, went to the oldest tavern. It's like the size of this room. Uh, <laughs> really cool. And then we're like, okay, I, even though they're not in town, like, let's, I, I want to go see Fenway Park. And we probably asked eight people how to get there. And they're like, oh, it's just so close. You're just right over there. So I'm like, no, oh, no. And then I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm done. I give up. Let's let's go back to Rhode Island. Like, we're, we're done. Um, how do people who so live there not it, know where this giant ballpark is well, in the middle of like town? Oh, you're just so cl- Unless it was us. And I, it could have yeah, been. Sure. It could have been us. It might, probably was. <laughs> but they're like, oh, you just stand here. You're so close. And so we go down to left and right. They're like, no, it's way on the opposite side of town. I'm like, I don't know if people are messing with us. But uh, yeah, didn't actually get to see it but um even the stadium rhode island it's it was packed yeah is they like you said they love minor league baseball across america uh, in the summer like just these random little towns that have double a triple a teams whatever and you show up and it's 12 bucks for the ticket or whatever and and they can do so many different things and independent ball can do even more what's that team they're bananas or uh uh, what are they and they do like dances on the field this is independent ball it's a little (laughs) bit different but uh that's why i loved independent ball because you could do anything with promotions the players would do anything um it's it's awesome but yeah independent ball especially in those small towns like i said it's it's all it's what they can do it's it's the only thing so anything else Lake of Bays we should promote before we wrap things up? Anything else you guys got coming up that you want to put out there or um, where people can get the beers here? Or? Yeah, so um, available pretty much at uh, every LCBO. If it's not there, give me a shout. Yeah. I'll get it in there. Um, Loblaws, uh, Metro, uh, carries it, beer store. Uh, check out some licensees. If you don't see it there, Again, you can let me know and I'll try to get it in. The, um, uh, the, the grocery stores, is that a store-by-store thing or is it a yeah, corporate thing? There yeah, so there's only so many um, places that can okay. uh, sell it. So the Metro, actually, um, right here on Maryville. Right there, yeah. The, the independent grocer has it uh, that's right down here. Uh, yeah, so any grocery store that is allowed to sell beer usually has our beer. Okay. So Loblaws Metro, uh, Sobey's kind of working on there a little bit different. Um, but yeah, beer store, LCBOs, and uh, come into a licensee near you. Nice. 
I appreciate you coming in. This was a lot of fun. And I appreciate certainly reaching out and, and bringing beer. Any, any guest who comes in here and brings beer is always a favorite. So. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and, uh, well, hopefully we can do this again. Absolutely. A hundred percent we will. So thank you so much for coming in. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll let the good listener know that if you go back and check out episode 1072, that was our friend Claire Hanna from TSN, episode 1071 earlier in the week, Arden Welling from Sportsnet, talking Blue Jays, all kinds of good stuff up on the, the podcast right now. So you can check that out at talkinaudio.com or wherever you're hearing us right now. Angela Thompson, thanks again. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And we'll talk to the rest of you all next time. What was that? Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Why are you so pissy?